I'm taking an early look at the power rankings this week. And while the Boston Bruins are still the top team in the East and the NHL at large, the balance of power is shifting a little bit. And there's a team over in the Metro that I think has a real chance at overtaking Boston. And it's not the Hurricanes, by the way. Let's get into it on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Monday, February 13th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day, free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook the official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more by visiting fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. Now, if you are on Twitter, Instagram, please be sure to follow Locked NHL Bruins, and you can find me, my dad jokes, and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. I'm about 25 away from 10K. And uh, would love to hit that before the Bruins play next. It was an off day for Boston on Sunday following the loss to the Washington Capitals coming out of the All-Star break. They will be back at practice here this morning before heading to Dallas to take on the Stars on Tuesday. That's a game that I will preview with Locked On Stars host Dane Lewis on tomorrow's show. In lieu of having a regular episode tomorrow, I thought I would do the power rankings here today and take a look at where the Bruins stand in the Eastern Conference. Now, of course, they're still first place in the East, still first place overall, But it's kind of getting to the point where we need to narrow in the sample size. Power rankings aren't just a look at the season standings, but a more recent look to see who is trending up and who is trending down. Overall, top five in the East comes down to Boston, first place, 83 points, seven-point lead over the Carolina Hurricanes, 10-point lead over the New Jersey Devils, 11 points up on Toronto with two games in hand in the race for first in the Atlantic, and they have a 13-point lead over both Tampa Bay and the New York Rangers. But for the purpose of today's power rankings, we're going to take a look at the past 10 games to see who's trending up and who's trending downwards. Over the past 10 games, Carolina Hurricanes, 8-1-1, hottest team in the Eastern Conference. And 
We all saw them beat Boston prior to the break. We know they're a great team. They've lost Max Pacioretty and have some cap space that they can play with prior to the trade deadline. So they could be adding here, and that could make them even more dangerous in the playoffs, uh, which is kind of scary to think. At the deadline, they're going to have over $10 million in available cap space, so they're going to be able to make a pretty big splash. And we're going to talk more later about some of the big pieces on the board. The New Jersey Devils are very hot. They're 7-1-2 and two over their last 10 games. Again, a very strong team, a team to watch. The team I'm most worried about is the New York Rangers. They're 7-2-1 over their past uh, 10 games. They've won five in a row. And, of course, they've already made a splash in uh, the trade market by acquiring Vladimir Tarasenko. And they have a very deep and talented lineup, particularly in the top nine. Let's take a look at their line combinations via daily faceoff. A top line of, I think these kind of fluctuate a bit. I think at one point they had Panarin up here with Zibanejad and Tarasenko. Ryder, Trocek, Jimmy VC on the second line. And then a third line with some very talented youngsters and Alex Lafreniere, Philip Hedl, and uh, Capo Caco, which, I mean, that is a better third line than what the Bruins have to offer if these guys are playing to their full potential. On defense, Adam Fox, we all know, is a Norris Trophy winner. Ryan Lindgren, one-time Boston Bruin, has established himself as a force on the blue line. Keandre Miller, Jacob Truba. Nico Mikola, who they picked up also from St. Louis, and Braden Schneider rounding out the top six. And then, of course, in net, Igor Shesterkin, one of the, if not the best goalie in the NHL. So the New York Rangers, I think I'd even pick them to win the Stanley Cup or to win the East prior to this year. I just think they have... Formidable depth up front. And that's that was before they picked up Vladimir Tarasenko. Now even more. Uh, and they have a Norris Trophy winner, a Vesna Trophy winner. And uh, um, we all know how goaltending can lift you to a championship. So that's a team to watch out for, in my opinion. All right, we're going to take a look at the rest of the East and assess power rankings even more firmly here in a moment. But first a quick word about today's first sponsor, which is athletic greens. They have a product that many are using every day. What is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG one, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day. Right. It's a special blend of ingredients that support your gut health, your nervous system, 
immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It costs you less than $3 a day and you're investing in your health. Cheaper than a cold brew habit. Cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. Think of it as an investment in an all-in-one nutritional insurance plan. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, so let's take a look at the Eastern Conference since the beginning of the new year. We'll kick it back to um, the beginning of the new year to get a better sense, not just the last 10 games, but who's been the best over the last, you know, five, six weeks or so in the Eastern Conference. As I pointed out on yesterday's podcast and just talked about a few minutes ago, the New York Rangers are the top team in the NHL since January 1st, 12-2-2, an 8-13 point percentage. And they are firing on all cylinders at the moment. And they're a team that scares me, to be honest, to come out of... It's not going to be easy coming out of the Metropolitan Division. They're probably going to have to play the New Jersey Devils in the first round. That would be a banger of a series. Then they'd have to play the Carolina Hurricanes to set up a potential Boston... New York Eastern Conference Final, which would be amazing. I've said for a while, I'd love to see that rivalry renewed. Uh, but they're a team to keep an eye on. New Jersey Devils are second in the East since January 1st, a record of 11, 2, and 3, 25 points, 781 point percentage. The Bruins, I'm putting in third, 11, 4, and 1. 719 point percentage. They have lost four of their last five, but they're still better overall than Carolina since the beginning of the new year. They are the fourth best team in the East in that period with a 688 point percentage, 10, 4, and 2. Then you have the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're 11, 5, and 1, 676 point percentage. The Florida Panthers are actually up there, 10, 6, and 2, 22 points, a 6-11 point percentage, better than the Toronto Maple Leafs, who are only 9, 6, and 2 since the beginning of January. Then you have the Philadelphia Flyers, if you can believe it, at 583 point percentage. The Ottawa Senators, 533. Any chance they have of moving up, probably gone with goalie Anton Forsberg out for the season after tearing both MCLs over the weekend. Uh, the Buffalo Sabres, Washington Capitals, Detroit Red Wings, Montreal Canadiens, New York Islanders, and Columbus Blue Jackets rounding out the top teams in the Eastern Conference. So there's a lot of upheaval there, not what you would think. The Penguins and 
Capitals still holding on to playoff spots, but barely as the Florida Panthers, the Islanders, and the Buffalo Sabres are really kicking around, as are the the Detroit Red Wings, to be honest. Red Wings, six points back of the Islanders, but with five games in hand. The top eight teams by way of points right now, Boston, Carolina, New Jersey, Toronto, Tampa Bay, the Rangers, Capitals, and Penguins. If you change that to point percentage, there's a bit of change as Pittsburgh and Washington swap. The Bruins would currently be in line by way of point percentage to play Washington in the first round. But you got to keep an eye on the Sabres. You got to keep an eye on the Islanders after adding Bo Horvat. The Panthers are charging. And um, anyway, you slice it. It's going to be a difficult road for any team to come out of the Eastern Conference, the stronger conference at the moment. Now, a lot of this could change based on what happens at the trade deadline. And we're going to take a look at the updated trade board via daily face-off here in a moment. But first, this episode is also brought to you by FanDuel. It's the midway point of the NBA season, and it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Join the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use, and there you can bet on everything from money line to point scorers and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, let's wrap up today's podcast by looking at the updated uh, trade bait board via daily face-off. And let me just bring it up here so you can see who is atop that board. Timo Meyer, one of the biggest fish available. Actually, he's a shark, but you get what I'm saying. He is an RFA, so there's some team control there. One thing to really keep an eye on, though, is the 10 million dollar qualifying offer that he will be due this summer so that could move the price down a bit we all remember last year when jake debrusque was available teams were concerned about his qualifying offer uh, meyer a better player than jake debrusque but still that's uh something that according to frank cerevelli could diminish san jose's return Most teams who will be looking for him will be trying to negotiate a long-term deal, keep him in the fold, maybe get that qualifying offer down a bit, uh, see if there's a fit. The New Jersey Devils apparently really hot on his tail. 
Next, there's Ryan O'Reilly. He's a pending unrestricted free agent. Uh, we all know he won the Conn Smythe Trophy in 2019. He would be a, a fantastic addition for the Boston Bruins. Um, he's their captain. Quite a competitor. A lot of game left. And uh, he would be a fantastic add. I don't know emotionally what that would do in the room to see the guy that beat you in 2019 joining the mix. But it's an option for the Bruins. Jacob Chikrin out there, of course. Uh, he was held out on Saturday for trade-related reasons. They're supposed to play tonight. So perhaps there's a deal made at some point today. If that is to our Boston Bruins, I'll be sure to jump on and do a bonus podcast. Number four and number five, you have the once dynamic duo in Chicago, Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves. If I had to choose between one of these guys, I'd probably go for Kane to put him in a fourth line role over Thomas Noshik. Faceoff, prolific in the dot. Um, you know, he has slowed down a bit. He missed some time due to illness. Uh, but given the chance to compete for one more Stanley Cup, again, you have that whole dynamic of beating the Bruins back in 2013. How would that play in the room? Do these guys, does Brad Marchand, Patrice Bergeron, do these guys want players in the room that have previously beaten them? I, I don't know. That's an interesting question. And uh, something I'm sure Don Sweeney would broach with them before any decisions are made. Rounding out the top 10, you have some defensemen in Jake McCabe. He's got two more seasons at a $4 million AAV. Vladislav Gavrikov in Columbus. He's a pending UFA. Brock Besser would be a nice target. Two more seasons at 6.65, perhaps a bit expensive for the Bruins. Might be able to get him on the cheap as the Canucks are looking to shed that salary and kickstart some of the um, rebuilding process. Resigning Andre Kuzmenko recently, acquiring Anthony Beauvillier. Some other interesting names on the list Ivan Barbashev, John Klingberg, Eric Carlson, um, Matt Dumba, Luke Shen is a guy that the Bruins probably take a look at. Tarasenko is off the list, and uh, it's some depth players from there. Max Domi in Chicago is a guy I think the Bruins will take a look at. Still think Jesse Pugliarvi is a guy worth considering, uh, even though we did get the shush emoji from Brad Marchand with regards to that one. At any rate, the trade deadline is two weeks from this Friday. And if, when anything does happen with regards to our Boston Bruins, you can be sure that I will be all over it here Unlocked on Boston Bruins, your favorite team every single day. So big picture conclusions from today's podcast. The Bruins still the top team in the East, but since January 1st, sliding a bit, as I talked about on yesterday's podcast, a lot of that is due to 
some inefficacy on the power play. And if they can shore that up, pretty much all other areas of their games are pretty solid. Although five on five, they have slipped in terms of shot attempt differential, expected goals. Um, So yeah, it was to be expected. They weren't going to be a plus 800 team all season long. Kind of come back down to earth a little bit, but still a, a very good team. And um, they could use a boost from wins on this road trip against uh, the Dallas Stars on Tuesday, Nashville Predators on Thursday before coming home and uh, hosting the New York Islanders on Saturday. That will be a biggie. Then they play the Ottawa Senators next Monday afternoon, uh, which will be one they need to take before heading out on a West Coast road trip. All right, that's it for today's episode, my friends. Thank you so much for uh, joining me for coming back after the extended vacation break. Next episode, I'll be talking to Dane Lewis from Locked On Stars to preview Tuesday's game and uh, bring you all the latest on the black and gold here on Locked On Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. Happy Monday, everybody. Take care.